This is Olympic champion Scott Hamilton. Yes, the real Scott Hamilton. And you're listening to the other Scott Hamilton show where you should be entertained, informed, and maybe even amused. Just don't expect any backflips. I mean, have you seen him skate? College game day at Appalachian State. I I still want to know what they're going to do to get there. You just can't like, swoop into Boone. Probably going to go into Charlotte and then go up 77, 421, or going to Bristol. Meanwhile, the peeps at Texas A&M have to be going, ugh. They paid, they paid a million and a half to App. They lost game day. They lost the game. They got this Yale leader or whatever it is. That guy's just full of awful. What, what is his name? Chaz or something like that? He looked like a Chaz. No offense to the Chazes out there. Missed opportunity for A&M. But a lot of opportunities for a lot of teams to keep having good seasons. Mississippi State, 2-0. and I don't know quite what I should read into that. I'm going to ask our guest. Uh, our buddy Peter Burns of the SEC Network, he's going to be making his weekly appearance courtesy of Blue Delta Jeans. Each pair of Blue Delta Jeans handmade in the USA to fit you and only you. And if you're new to Blue Delta Jeans, let's get you fit. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Let's head over to the phone get Peter on. Peter, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. And as an LSU fan, Scott, I am uh, extremely worried. Actually, I lied to you. I'm not extremely worried. I already feel like I know what's going to happen which is Mississippi State handily beating LSU this weekend. Um, so I guess maybe I'm more mentally prepared than I originally thought uh, of this 2-0 and state team going into Tiger Stadium on Saturday night. Help me understand, Peter. Is this a case of uh, perhaps Mike Leach finally getting comfortable in Starkville? Is it Will Rogers maybe finally reaching the potential that we've expected from him since he took over that offense? How do you explain this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a couple of things. One, I mean, you go back and look, and it was year four in Lubbock, um, or year four in, in Washington State and year three in Lubbock to where all of a sudden, you know, Leach says, all right, this is what I do. Here, these are the players that I need that are going to run the system really well. And, you know, you go back and when, think about when Georgia Tech was running the option pretty well back in the day. Like, they they had guys, and they recruited to that scheme. Well, this air raid offense and the way that Mike Leach runs it is very similar to a triple option offense to where it's like, we're going to have ball control. We're going to make good decisions and everybody knows their little bitty roles and, and they do it extremely well. And I, I think that's going to pose a big problem for a defense at LSU that, you know, new coordinator and, and, you know, my gosh, it feels like 20 new players that are going to be in rotation defensively. That's, that's a tough assignment to ask anybody, much less Will Rogers, who's become one of the most efficient quarterbacks in college football. How long can they keep this up, though, Peter? Is this one of those situations where scheduling is Mississippi State's friend, or, or do you buy into this? Well, I mean, scheduling is always going to be a pain, you know what, because they're an SEC West team, right? They play in the toughest division and the toughest conference. So, I mean, that doesn't get any easier for them. Um, but the thing for me is that, I mean, people have had 20 years to figure out Mike Leach's offense, and yet they can't do it. You know, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a credit to how hard it is to beat it. Because
because everybody has film on it. Everybody knows exactly what he's going to run. They just can't stop it. And, I mean, I don't know if you can win a national championship with this type of offense, but I know that you can almost always pencil in six to seven wins at a minimum with this offense. And years that you have a lot of talent like they do this year, especially defensively, Scott, they can this be a 9-3 and three team. And a 9-3 team in the SEC this year is a pretty damn good football team. Do we sleep on Mike Leach? Or are we so maybe smitten or, or distracted by all these stuff away from football by Mike Leach that maybe we don't see him for what he is, pretty darn consistent football coach? It's a great question because when I first would interview Mike Leach, I would always want this kind of like, you know, wow, viral moment. And, you know, somebody close to me right before I did it, one of the interviews, they're like, somebody said to me, you're like, you know, it's okay to ask Mike football questions. And I, and I kind of smiled at that. And they're like, no, seriously. He's like, so many people want to talk about Mike Leach, the, you know, the pirate or his takes on history or the art of war that like, when you break it down, like the guy knows his football, like you're not around this, this sport on such a high level and having success if you if you aren't extremely sharp. So, again, I, I think that he's he's a brilliant mind. He's just a little eclectic. And, I, honestly, I think that fits in Starkville. You're going to have guys that are a little bit different off the beaten path, and that's why no one really wants to face this team year in and year out just because they're going to pose issues, especially on a short week. You know, the, the, the irony of this, we're talking about Mike Leach and we're talking about his ability to be a coach and the consistency that he has exhibited. Uh, one of his protégés taking on your school, UTSA, this week, right? Would that, would that be correct? Or, <laughs> yeah. or just, this, just they just played, right, overtime? Yeah, I mean, listen, UTSA's had two overtime games, and uh, they had just lost, uh, or they lost week one over to Houston and then ended up getting a, a win last week. And But yet they actually, the Roadrunners, actually catch Texas at a perfect time. I mean, think about that. Like, just an emotional loss. You get banged up playing against Alabama. And it might be a letdown as far as the crowd. Like, I, and now you're going to play Hudson Card, who's still not 100% at quarterback. Um, the Roadrunners have a little bit of uh, upset in the, in the making right now going to Austin. And just want to get off track a moment, Peter. I, I mean, I've got you on. I want to take advantage of this opportunity. I am a big Jeff Trailer fan. I don't really know a lot of him. All I see are the numbers. I see he's taken a program basically from nothing to something. What does he do right? What is he doing right to make the Roadrunners relevant? It's a lot of what Sam Pittman does at Arkansas, which is it's not fancy coach speak. It's not any kind of scheme. He's just real with the guys. You know, and, and I think another thing that's important is that he is beloved by other high school coaches. You know, there's some, there's certain high school coaches that in their state, they don't like the, the big university because they think that they should be the coach there, right? Well, Trailer's a guy who kind of built his name on Texas high school football, and he's just so well-liked that a bunch of high school coaches will say, you know what, you can go to a bigger program, but Coach Trailer's who you want to play for. And I think that's a lot of what's happening with Sam Pittman and how Arkansas has been so good is that he's just honest. Like, it doesn't come across like an act. He just is who he is, and, and he ends up being very likable. And I think we're dealing with so many fake things, especially when it comes to recruiting. You can kind of get a feel for who's real and who's not. I think Trailer's real. I think Pittman's real. And I think that's why both of those programs are having success. What's the program 
for you or the the ceiling for you UTSA, Peter. Not not necessarily twenty twenty two, but in the grand scheme of things, say twenty thirty. I mean, they become a member of the American Conference, and they're one of those programs, Scott, to where in a couple of years in the college football playoff expanding, they could have that Cinderella run, right? They could be a team that could find themselves in the top twelve, and I think that's why you know. Listen, everybody's excited about the college football playoff, or the majority of the people are excited about it, because it's going to allow for the next Gonzaga, the next George Mason, the next kind of up-and-coming team to, to, make, you know, to make a run. And I look at right now, I mean, I know South Carolina wants to play for national titles, but right now they're not quite ready death-wise, especially with all the injuries they have coming into this Georgia game. But in two or three years from now, can Shane Beamer bring this program to where it's like, all right, we can make a run, and, and we can be a college football playoff team. I think that that's much more accept, uh, accessible rather than just a four-team playoff, which is going to be, just be part of the uber, you know, huge monster teams like Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia's in the world. Just a couple more minutes with Peter Burns, ESPN. Follow him on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN. Peter, I'm not buying it, but I'm going to explore this deeper later in the program, but I want to ask you the question now. If I'm Mark Stoops, why do I go to Nebraska? Again, I'm not buying it, but why would I go? Well, because you're not going to have to deal with are you a football school or you're a basketball school. I mean, Nebraska, make no bones about it, that's what they do. They eat, breathe, live, sleep, everything about Cornhusker football. So that's one reason why you would do it. Uh, Also, because I'm sure they would give you a boatload of money. Uh, to do it because, you know, Scott Frost losing the way he did, they're going to have to pay a lot of money to someone to do it. So that helps. Um, and, again, he's he showcased a style of football at a place to where it's sometimes it's tough to recruit to in Lexington. And so, you know, he basically is playing Big Ten football in the SEC, and it, and it works for him. The question is, would he want to play Big Ten football at a Big Ten, you know, name powerhouse? Now, I think Nebraska can be a sleeping giant, but they're going to have to really um, know who they are. And, and Mark Stoops would be kind of that DNA of a coach. And I think, Scott, they got to really dive into name, image, and likeness. Like this, they, they need to dive headfirst into this. And I think that could be a difference maker for them. I don't know. I hope Stoops doesn't leave because I love him here at Kentucky. But um, it wouldn't shock me if he at least, you know, talks to them if for no other reason to get more leverage of things he wants in Lexington. I I am a fan of Mark Stoops. I actually went to his first game at, with a basketball game in UK. I went with him to Rep Arena, and his mind was blown. And and to see how he's won in so many different ways, Peter. I think that's the most impressive thing. I mean, of course, getting excitement fostered around that program, getting the facilities upgraded to where they need to be, and just being relevant was in and of itself a miracle. But for him to do it in so many different fashions, I mean, goodness gracious, I had Lynn Bowden on my Heisman ballot a few years ago. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, and, and, and he finds a way to turn two three-star guys. He finds a way to coach it. Like, I look at the job that he's done at Kentucky versus the job that Jimbo has done at College Station with the, the sheer amount of resources and facilities and recruits that A&M has had. They, they don't punch through like a Kentucky does right now. And I, I was still shocked that, that Florida State didn't hire Mark Stoops in the past, um, and they're probably still kicking themselves right now. But 
Um, again, I, I think Stoops has an opportunity to say, you know, hey, I'm either going to be here a long time or if they want me, I think Nebraska would be in a better place if they hired a guy like Mark Stoops. Peter, before I let you go, is the biggest question perhaps how the uh, scheduling model would be in, in a situation of a Mark Stoops considering a Nebraska? Because right now we have a pretty good idea of who he's going to play on the regular in the SEC. But the Big Ten, when USC, UCLA come aboard, we haven't really heard a lot about how that might be structured. Yeah, I mean, I think that they'll get rid of divisions, much like how every conference is going to do that. And my question is, is all right, is it easier to become the third best team in the Big Ten or the third best team in the SEC? I'd argue that it's probably easier to become the third best team in the Big Ten um, because, you know, Penn State, Michigan State, uh, you know, maybe Iowa, maybe USC, if, if, if you know, um, if Lincoln Riley continues to work out there. But, you know, again, I, I, I think that if you're Mark Stoops, you use this as leverage, if for no other reason to say, you know what, I need much more money for my assistant coaches, you know, because I, I think Stoops is happy. I don't think he wants to leave, but I think he wants to take it to the next level and I think that's going to come up to talking to Kentucky administration and being like, hey, what can you help me do here um, to take it to that next level? I'll, I'll leave you with this thought, Peter. He, I think he's so stubborn that he won't leave just to spite Calipari. He won't want to look like he was oh. run off. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you're far off in that. I, I think he takes so much pride in, you know, I, I think that he's filled so much of blood, sweat, and tears in that program. It would be tough for him – because I always think he works well when he's got a chip on his shoulder. And instead of being the anointed person, there's certain people that work great. You work great with the underdog mentality. I feel like I work good with the underdog mentality, and I think Mark Stoops works impeccably well with that same kind of, um, you know, blue chip, uh, you know, blue collar mentality. He's Peter Burns, ESPN, SEC Network. Follow him on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN. Peter, you're the man, brother. Appreciate you hopping on. See you, brother. All righty, it's Peter Burns. ESPN, his weekly appearance on the Scott Hamilton Show, courtesy of Blue Delta Jeans. You want to get custom fit with, with jeans made in the United States that fit you and only you? Well, then you need to go see Blue Delta Jeans for yourself. You can go visit BlueDeltaJeans.com and get yourself fit for a pair of jeans. Excellent stuff. Peter Burns, ESPN. Stick around. More of the Scott Hamilton Show to come.